Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Sports Night Podcast presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint on the Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Network. I'm Chris Yow, as always, joined by Maurice Patton. Just like we do every single week, uh, we want to take a moment, and of course, to thank our sponsors, Beck Dental Care, Columbia Academy, Jones & Lang Sporting Goods, Covenant Technology, Custom Stone Handlers, and of course, Middle Tennessee Bone & Joint. Uh, Custom Stone Handlers believes in leadership, and outside of the military, our greatest leader-building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. Contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. Maurice, um, it's been a great weekend. Got a little time to rest uh, with Labor Day and whatnot, so how was that for you? You got time. What did you do, <laughs> man? We, All the excitement? No, we we struggled with a, with getting a stump removed over. Oh, the, yeah, that's even that's worse. That's awful. Like you can't, like you just can't. And this is not the only yard issue you've had in the last couple months, man. I, it, yeah, I've had the city digging up my yard. <laughs> it, it's it's been fun, but um, you know, it's one of those things where you got to put in a little sweat equity, and on the other side, it'll be worth it, hopefully. So. But anyway, yeah, it was a good weekend, though. It was good to um, take a little time and kind of catch our breath because this last three weeks has been pretty hectic. It's been a whirlwind. <laughs> it absolutely has. I uh, I got to tell my parents about uh, my impen- my upcoming uh, addition to the family. As Chris is pregnant. Yeah, Chris is pregnant. <laughs> Super exciting. Congratulations um, to, to you and, and – Uber photographer Sarah. Yeah, she's she's fantastic, and she's been uh, she's been a trooper. It's been fun. So we are pregnant and expecting in March. So that's that's exciting, and we're really excited. I got a chance to tell my parents, and they were just over the moon. So well, the, the most exciting thing is she's due in March, so she should be able to shoot for the entirety of football season. Yeah, football's not a problem. You know, <laughs> when we get to baseball and softball, who knows? We'll see what happens. <laughs> be taking the newborn out to softball games. <laughs> Aside, I saw something on Twitter over the weekend or Facebook, I don't remember, some guy hitting fungos to his infield and apparently his wife was out doing something. So he had the baby in a harness on his back hey. while he's hitting fungos. You gotta do what you gotta do. Yeah, you gotta be careful with that back swing though too. So <laughs> with the fungo you never know. That try try really explaining long. that. <laughs> it's uh it's it's all right though. So yeah, good weekend. We are here on a special Tuesday edition. Mm-hmm. Uh so we'll we'll be seeing you quicker uh, than usual. Than usual because Thursday we'll be back with uh, previewing this weekend's high school football games. But um Talk a little bit about what we got going on tonight after coming out of the break. We've mm-hmm. got some volleyball games um, that are scheduled for tonight. So there's one in particular that looks really interesting. That Brentwood at Summit, Brentwood, the perennial class AAA state contender, coming in against what has looked to this po- to this point to be a pretty good Summit team. Yeah, it's exactly right. That's uh, that's at Summit at six o'clock tonight. So if you want to see really good volleyball uh, with two very good teams, Brentwood Summit would be a, a good option for you. Another uh, good option is that Summertown Hampshire game. Hampshire's been playing pretty well, and we've been talking about Summertown all year. The job that Andrea Kelly has done down there, the Lady Eagles coming off of a um, 
Class A state championship, and, and they're, they're rolling yet again. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, full schedule is listed on the screen if you're watching. If you're listening, it's Mount Pleasant at Lewis County at 530, Brentwood at Summit at 6, Santa Fe travels to East Hickman at 6, Summertown and Hampshire at 6, and then Zion Christian at Middle Tennessee Christian uh, sometime this afternoon. Um, but that's a, tonight's a really a, a really big night for volleyball. Typically, we do have two nights of volleyball, but with the holiday, we have a couple of games that have moved to tomorrow, including that Zion Christian at Columbia Academy. They'll play tomorrow night at 5.30, and Indy Summit, uh, Summit hosting Indy right after playing Brentwood is going to be an now, interesting is that, match. Now, is that a border battle as well, or is that just football? Well, that depends on your... Your, your, your thought process you know a lot of people it's like the iron bowl of whatever well it's not really so it de- I don't know I mean I guess it is a border battle but I don't know if they if they call it, it that. it's a border battle it may not be the that's right border battle exactly so um India Summit tomorrow night at 6 p.m. so that'll be a that's another good match you're definitely going to want to see both of those teams pretty good right now um so volleyball is starting to start to ramp up and you're you're starting to see a lot of, of really good district matches and that mm-hmm. sort of thing so uh, now's the time to start paying attention to uh to the volleyball yeah court. yeah start trying to get out to some of those and um like i said see some good stuff there's there's some really good volleyball in this area again that brunwood summit game tonight promises to be a pretty good one and and Anytime you get a chance to see Summertown, it's probably a good idea. Yeah, absolutely. Um, moving on to soccer, I want to talk a little bit about what happened over the since we last saw you on Thursday. Um, Independence went over to Centennial and uh, took a five to two win in a district. 12-3A match over the Cougars. Jalen Counts had a couple goals. Uh, Sophia, we're not sure how to say this last name. It's either so we're, we're we're throwing a disclaimer in there on the front end on yeah, this one. It, um, it's either final F I N O L could be final could be final final Sophia final that actually sounds really good. Yeah, I bet it is. I like Sophia final. What we're going with that until we hear otherwise. Yeah, if it's not that. That's that's unfortunate because that's a really good one. Rolls right off the tongue. Sophia Fanal had a couple of goals, and then Maddie Green had one as well. Um, and Fanal's goals, both of those came. It was a three-two match, and it was it was tight insurance. And then Fanal gets a couple back to back, and uh, and puts it away for the Lady Eagles. Fanal so, with the finales. Yeah, <laughs> she scored the Fanal two goals. <laughs> That's terrible. Oh, right. Hope that's right. I really do, too. <laughs> yeah, it is what it is. Um, tonight, if you want to get out and see some girls' soccer, you have the opportunity. There are five matches that you can see. Centennial traveling to Columbia Central. Columbia Central really needs, needs to get a goal. They need something good to happen. I mean, it's been a tough fall for them already. They've had three matches. They've got yet to score. They've been in quarantine. They came out. They've got injuries. Um, They're coming off a tough year last year, and they just really need something good to happen for them. Well, tonight is a good opportunity. Uh, I know Centennial's got a pretty good goaltender, but um, if if the Lions can – Lady Lions can get something going tonight, it would be a great night to do it. They play – again, they host Centennial at 6 Mm -hmm. Uh, p.m. Do they play at 
Where do they play? They play at Lindsey Nelson Lindsay Stadium. That's what I thought. Yeah. Okay. LNS. So they play at Lindsey Nelson Stadium, uh, 6 p.m. tonight. Hickman County travels to Cullioca. Uh, Spring Hill will host Murfreesboro Central at 6 p.m. That Cullioca match is also at 6 p.m. Wayne County travels to Richland at 6 p.m. And then Zion Christian at Columbia Academy at 6 p.m. And that is a match that uh, should be fun to watch, too. Keeping an eye on that one, I'm just waiting to see what Ava Corbin does. I mean, she really um, set the standard for herself a couple of weeks ago with that seven-goal game against Loretto. And so I'm, I'm waiting for another one of those bust-out kind of efforts on her part. I'm telling you, that <laughs> she, she finds the back of the net as much as anybody I've seen at that level. Yeah. So uh, really excited to see what she is able to do. Um, but it's going to be a good night. Like I said, you've got volleyball options. You've got soccer options. Um, plenty of, of things that you can get out and do to see high school athletics tonight and, and even tomorrow. Got mm-hmm. a couple options tomorrow. So make sure to do that. When we come back, we're going to talk about – High school football happened on Friday night, and um, all of the games happened on Friday. It was it was crazy, weirdest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> Go figure. Um, huh? And uh, so, it, it, but it was fun. It was a great night, and we had uh, we had five local games. So we'll talk about those and more when we come back on Sports Night, presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic injuries and our OrthoQuick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. Welcome back to Sports Night presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. Whether it's on the playing field or in business, Covenant Technology believes communication among your team is vital to success. Covenant Technology is dedicated to helping businesses succeed by ensuring open lines of communication to your clients and customers. Contact them today at 615-846-9898 or visit covenanttechnology.net. Maurice, we had, like I said, five local games on Friday night. One of them was the home opener for the Zion Christian Eagles, and they put it on the Memphis Nighthawks. They did. They, um... They impressed the home folks, I would say, and particularly um, Luke Perko impressed the home folks. 249 total yards, threw for a couple of touchdowns, ran for one, and and Zion took care of business with a 36-0 win over the Nighthawks. Um, You know, we talked, and Mostradamus even said last week that if you can be impressive in a 25-point loss, I kind of felt like that's what Zion was the week before down at Fayetteville. They led a ranked Fayetteville team early on its home field. Yeah. And and numbers, as will so often be the case for Zion, became a factor in that ball game, an eventual 41-16 loss. But, you know, when their numbers are somewhere close to even, yeah. I think Zion is going to have a chance to play with anybody that they run up against. And, and obviously, I think you kind of saw that Friday night. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Memphis, a homeschool team. They, mm-hmm. uh, they All of their kids come from homeschool. But, and I think they're a travel-only team, even though they do play some, some, quote, home games. I know Zion traveled there last year, but they don't have a home stadium. Yeah, right, right. Um, but, you know, that's a team that – Zion feels like they they should be competing with and, and, and playing with every single sure. time that they get on the field. And, and 
obviously, as you saw, Zion Christian, 36 to nothing win over Memphis Nighthawks. Uh, big win for them in their home opener, and it only um, helps to push them into the, that confidence that they may mm-hmm. need, you know, coming off of, you know, oh, you know, you get ahead of a team and then obviously they just wear you down. They wear you down and, and you kind of get down on yourself. But a game like this really puts some confidence under yourself. Well, I think a team like that, you you need to see some success just from the standpoint that, you know, from a coaching standpoint, what we're teaching you works. Mm-hmm. From a player standpoint, you know, we're out here working so hard and not seeing anything come of it. You kind of need that success, that validation sometimes. So, um, good job for them taking advantage of an opportunity. Absolutely. Speaking of taking advantage of an opportunity. Um, Some opportunities. Uh, Richland certainly took advantage of at least one particularly mm-hmm. in a 14-7 to win at Mount Pleasant on Friday night. You were at that game. And uh, the opportunity I'm speaking about is Jack Norman. He gets an interception and then takes it to the house on the ensuing drive for a touchdown. Yeah, I mean, um, he he gets a pickoff near midfield, returns it to the 16. Two plays later, coming out of a timeout, um, Richland goes with a halfback pass from Austin Seals to Jack Norman, um, running a slant from the opposite side up to the back of the end zone. Nice design, and I think you said – that they ran it a couple of weeks ago against Rodgers as well. Not quite as well. But, um, you know, Mount Pleasant, young in some spots, um, made some mistakes. They, they fumbled down in the red zone to close the, um, the first quarter. They had a tough um, personal foul that made a manageable fourth and inches into a fourth and 15 and, and forced them to punt. Um, they had the interception that, that turned into the first score of the game. And um, and then in the second half, just defensively, they, they couldn't get off the field against um, Richland's read option that Sam Edwards ran to perfection all night. Yeah, Sam Edwards had a more than 100 yards rushing. That's two weeks in a row that he's had. Uh, 100 over, plus. Yeah, over mm-hmm. 100. So big couple games from him coming off that tough performance at Rogers against a massive defensive line. Well, I, I think they're finding, they're figuring out what Sam is at the quarterback sure. spot. He's not necessarily a thrower, but but again, he's he's a magician with that option. And and he's a tough runner. He's a hard runner. He don't mind getting hit. And and that's Which is really, a major, you know, that that's a, that's a Big thing if you're going to run that read option is you cannot have a quarterback afraid to get hit. No, so. no. I mean it's it's got to be a true read option. You can't give it every time, or that kind of um, defeats the purpose. So, um, yeah, they um, they looked really good offensively. And again, as we've talked about this region five one a, both both Nick Patterson and Bronson Bradley said following the game that you know we feel like this is possibly the toughest region in class 1a i don't think there's any question right now especially in our area exactly and and um with that outcome again i think richland has asserted itself as as somebody that's going to have to be reckoned with all season long in that region absolutely the the raiders definitely making a a statement win over mount pleasant Uh, i'll tell you holding mount pleasant to seven points is is not easy to do in a on a dry field when they can 
run their offense because that offense is fantastic. Now, one thing they didn't have going for them, Xavier Davidson is nursing an ankle and went out early in that ball game. But freshman Kevon Cooper um, came in and – I think he finished up with like 38 rushing yards on nine carries. Really got more comfortable as the game went. And I think you're going to see more of him as the season goes with or without um, Xavier Davidson. You know, Bubba Patton, you gotta hope tough with. runner. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean. You certainly hope with. Options options are always good, you know. Uh, options but, are great. But but um, as we were talking off air, Mount Pleasant has to um, – figure some things out pretty quick as they get ready for to um, for a trip to Fayetteville this weekend. Yeah, because, again, it's one of the toughest regions in. And that's another region Western. game for them. So, so yeah. Um, they got to figure it out. They are currently 0-2, but uh, have, uh, again, defense is playing great. They've given up a grand total of 27 points. points. Yeah, and, and Bronson, so, Bronson Bradley spoke to that after the game. He said it's, it's really tough to have played – so hard and be sitting here at 0-2. And, yeah. and, you know, you've lost one game by a point where your kicker was on the sidelines. You've lost one game by a touchdown where you've had a couple of key turnovers. Sure. And, and, and so it's just kind of part of that young team growing up right here. Right, yeah, that's exactly right. And speaking of teams that need to find their groove, ASAP, that uh, would – definitely describe Spring Hill as they went over to Nolansville as and I watched this game uh, Nolansville gets a 30 to 14 win over Spring Hill but despite it being a it, it, 30 and 14 looks like a big number but it's only two scores it is yeah I mean that it, you're right it, it's kind of an optical illusion there until you think about it it's like that's only a 16 point game and that's two scores like you exactly said. Yeah. so and Spring Hill, with six minutes to go, gets the ball inside the 20-yard line um, after a second mishandled punt snap um, by Nolensville. Spring Hill gets the ball inside the 20, and they have an opportunity to cut it to a one-score lead. And, you know, it just felt like there was never – Spring Hill, because of the last couple of years, they they lack a little bit of a – an attack mentality, mm-hmm. and uh, they're not able to finish when they've got to finish. And that just felt like that particular instance, you know, that they give up a 10 or 15-yard sack on first down. They try to throw a screen pass to land and see – or no, it was uh, – not sure who the screen pass was to. Uh, Caden Martin, I believe. And he, he didn't catch it. Um, and then I just really – one of those – Sequences where it just felt like one in ten Spring Hill mentality mm-hmm. thought process was well, what does it really matter? We're not gonna we're not gonna be able to get it anyway. It just it's just one of those things where they've got to get over that hump. And mentally. exactly, exactly. That's that's kind of where it is, and the only way to get over that hump is to get to it do done it. in those situations. You know, Ben Martin spoke um, at the. Columbia Noon Rotary Club forum a few weeks ago that their their motto is stick a foot in the ground and um, and get things turned around and you know the only way to do that is to do that in situations like you pointed out right there you've, you've got a chance to get within one score of, of a team that went to the state semifinals in 4A last year on their field 
and and you've got to take advantage of those opportunities. Yeah, and they did that um, late in the third quarter when it you know Nolensville had kind of taken control of the game. It was twenty eight to seven. Spring Hill put a foot in the ground. Landon Seacrest gets into the end zone. It was uh, you know makes it twenty eight fourteen. Then they get a stop on defense, um, and unfortunately give up a sack. So, in, or I'm sorry, give up a safety, mm-hmm. and uh, you know makes it thirty fourteen. It's just just one of those nights that that it felt like it could have gone differently um, if there was just a little bit of that confidence. And I think that's the thing is Spring Hill's got to understand they've got the talent, they've got the ability. Just believe in yourself. I think that's the toughest thing about watching Spring Hill is you feel like you look out there and you see the talent. You know, you you see the secrets, you see the Ramon Kellys, you see the Dante Prowls, you see the Sebastian McCartney's on the other side of the ball. And it's not not that the coaches aren't doing what they're supposed to do either. It's It's just a mental. It's a mental thing at this point, I think. Absolutely. And and they, they... (laughs) <laughs> they need somebody that they can beat up on. And here's the thing. I don't think Spring Hill is going to go 1-10 and 10 this year. 1-9. Or 1-9. I don't yeah. think they are. I think they win another game at some point. Who, whomever that is, I'm not sure. But what I'm saying is if that happens before the end of the season, mm-hmm. it could be a complete game changer. Yeah. They could completely flip their flip script. Yep. Yeah. And now the thing is, it's going to be tough in that region because sure. again they've already played Nolansville. Um, Tullahoma is yeah. looking. Look at what Tullahoma did at Marshall County yeah. this past weekend. Um, you know they may or may not get to play Maplewood, so that leaves Lawrence County in region play. But they've got some opportunities out there in non-league games to. To make an impact, so sure. you know it, it'll be interesting. To and watch if they them. don't play Maplewood, and who, they beat they, Lawrence County, and and see who they pick up. Well, I see what you're saying. That's a playoff. That that could, <laughs> that could you know you could be looking at a Raider playoff team exactly. <laughs> okay. That's wild. So here, you know. Anyway, the point is, Spring Hill has got to understand. Hey. We've got a chance to make the playoffs. Let's let, let's figure it out mentally right now. Make a statement. Turn it up. Turn it over, and let's let's get a win. Put that stick that foot in the ground, like Ben Martin said, and right. then figure it out. Because if they can, it could really make a big difference. So, yeah. a lot of talent out there. Great kids. Hope they get to, hope they get it figured out. Definitely. Uh, moving on, I want to talk a little bit about independence. Uh, they went over to your neck of the woods. They were in my backyard. And, uh, and I was in Mount Pleasant. And <laughs> I, we talked about it being entertaining the last couple of years. This, this was not an entertaining game for the casual fan, but for Indy wasn't fans. It wasn't entertaining for the Cougars either. Certainly not. Um, but if you were an Indy fan, you were pretty pumped up early and often mm-hmm. as Independence goes over there, gets a 35-14 to 14 win, and it was 35 nothing with a running clock before Centennial even sniffed the end zone. Man, that's tough on your home field. Yeah, <laughs> yeah definitely. But, um, you know, we had talked about how Jackson Campbell, how Independence bounces back 
from that week one loss to Summit. I think we saw it. Campbell with another big night. Um, Calvin Wilson with a huge night. Yeah, uh, I'll tell you, Calvin Wilson looked as good as anybody, you know, can look on the outside as a receiver. Three, four catches, three touchdowns, and you'll see a you'll see a, a forty-one yard touchdown pass from Jackson Campbell if you're watching this one. But uh, Campbell just looked fantastic. I mean, it, it felt like he was anywhere that he needed to be on the field. He was able to escape pressure, make throws, uh, just absolutely managed the game, but also broke open the game and, when and he needed to. It, it's intriguing to me to see a kid in his second start at quarterback you know look like he's been there for two years yeah if you're watching this you can see this pass here he stands in the pocket he gets hit and he still hits just an absolute perfect ball to the back of the end zone uh, just very very good job right here's the throw i'm talking about he's rolling to his left throwing across his body and hits calvin wilson for a touchdown 41 yards there don't so get much better than that at it, any level at any level and to be, to be able to have the arm strength to do that and the the confidence and mindset as a in your second start of your in, in your senior season a position you haven't played in a couple of years just after you've been all state the year yeah, before as a, a receiver position, yeah it just goes to show that the athleticism of Jackson Campbell can be anywhere at any time. Yeah, yeah. And, um, again, as we've talked, Independence has traditionally been more of a drop-back type quarterback-driven offense. Sure. And to see them incorporate his talents into that position and, and take advantage of the full breadth of his talents with his feet as well as with his arm. It's, it's going to be fun to watch as the season goes. I'm really excited to see how they match up with some with some of the better teams like the Brentwoods and the Ravenwoods. Mm-hmm. Um, because, one, they've, they've played Brentwood tough. They beat them last year in the regular season, lost to them in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, but – you know, Ravenwood is in a little bit of a different class right now. I think mm-hmm. I think Ravenwood is definitely the, the class of that region. But I don't see any reason that Independence can't get over the hump and maybe uh, not have to go to Smyrna for the like fourth time in a row. <laughs> so I, I think they would like that. I, I would like Although, that. I mean, personally, I would now, like to not have to go to Smyrna the first week of the playoffs for the fourth time in a row. Now, to be fair, I, I, I don't think Scott Scott Blade would argue with what has happened when they've gone to Smyrna. No, 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 so, absolutely. He's enjoyed so, that no, perfectly. Fine. Yeah, so, I mean, if, if you're going to go over there and get a win, then okay. But, you know. I think, I, I think he probably would rather play a home game in that yeah. situation, given the opportunity. So we'll this see is how a that team, goes. Yeah, this is a team that has an opportunity to do just that. So I'm really excited to see how it goes. And, and Jackson Campbell, just watching him, mm-hmm. man, it, it's a treat. Yeah. It really is. So, All right, I think that's, uh, that's going to do it for what we're going to do in this particular segment. When we come back, we will talk about our game of the week from last week. We'll hand out some – helmet stickers and awards and uh and then we'll go over how Mostradamus and and I did on our picks this week so we'll be right back on sports night presented by mid-tennessee bone and joint mid-tennessee bone and joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster 
Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. Beck Dental Care is committed to personalized and comfortable dental care. Located in Columbia, Beck Dental Care has proudly served Murray County for more than 40 years. For your dental needs, call today at 931-388-8452 or visit beckdentalcare.com. Welcome back to Sports Night presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Our game of the week last week was uh, supposed to be a barn burner, and it turned out to be a A house fire. (laughs) Yeah, that's about right. Um, Some some absolutely lit Lindsey Nelson Stadium on fire for sure. Uh, Destin Wade, four touchdowns. It just just one of those games where it was never in doubt, and Summit – absolutely controlled the game from start to finish. You know, as we talked off air about this 35 nothing Summit win over Columbia Central, we, we said that this kind of felt like Brian Coleman kind of getting back to his roots. Um, exactly what four, it was. 48 rushes, 321 yards, all five of their touchdowns came on the ground. They threw one pass for 20 yards. I'm sorry, they completed one pass for 20 yards. I think they were one yeah. for three. So, um... They can they can still pound it when they decide they want to. Yeah, you know, three hundred twenty one yards for for Summit's offense rushing is again not an unusual number for a Brian Coleman team. So uh, pretty interesting to to see how that you know kind of came about. But when you're up fourteen twenty one, you just keep if they can't stop it, you don't stop doing it. Well, and and once you've gotten to that point. And you are able to shorten the game by running the ball. Why would you throw it? That's right. I mean, there's no point in it, right? So, and I think, like we said, there was I think there was one particular. You know, they, they completed a two point conversion. So technically, they completed two passes in the game. But you know, it just it felt like old school Summit football, and Central was never there. And and I think, I think two things come out of that. For Summit, it's good to know, you know, we can still do that if sure. we decide we want to. We can load it up behind our offensive line and with Destin Wade and with this slew of running backs that we've got with Ja'Kayla and Cotton, with Jack, um, Jack Dippold, um, Kerouac. Yeah. And this was all and with Trey Keaton. Hunt. This was all with Keaton Wade yeah. still on the sideline. Keaton still on the sideline, and Trey Hunter had a pretty good game too. Uh, so so you, you have four options at running back. Plus a quarterback who can, and, and I guess Brandon King is running out of the wing. I, he I can tell a you, Brandon well. had a big night too. Yeah, I, I, a guy that we talked about as a receiver mm-hmm. uh, had a big night on you know running the football. So, yeah, it's you know there's options all over the field for this Summit team, and so they know they can still grind it out if they decide they yep. want to do it. And defenses, <laughs> this next seven weeks or so know that they can do that if they decide they want to. So, you know, if if they decide to come up and try to load up the box, you know, Destin Wade has also thrown for 530 yards and, and six touchdowns. That's right. So he can, he can drop back there and sling it around as well. So if Whatever you try to stop, they can do the opposite. They got an answer for it. They, yeah. can, they can do the opposite. So. So you got to figure it out if you're a defensive uh, defensive coordinator, and that's not an easy thing to do. Exactly. Especially, it's not like, you know, it's not like this team doesn't just have athletes all over the field because they got athletes all over the field. It's it's yeah. it's insane. And here's the thing: is their offensive line is 
really good. Yeah. I mean, they and just that, push you around. And the thing is, that was a concern for them last year. Right. Most of those guys from last year are back with 15 games of experience. So, meanwhile, Oof. you know, Columbia Central, that defense that we talked about obviously had a tough night Friday night. I still think that's a pretty good defensive unit. And, um, They'll go back to the drawing board and figure some things out. I still think that they've got a chance to make some noise in that region. I just think this was more a case of Summit being heads and shoulders above everybody else in that region than it is an indictment of Columbia Central at this point. Yeah, I don't think that – I think you're exactly right. I don't think that it changes a lot about what we talked about as far as the region hierarchy goes. Mm -hmm. Uh, Shelbyville's win over Page – solidified them in the number two spot right now but but that Columbia Shelbyville very, game later on could yeah I mean there's there's no ch- no reason that Columbia Central can't uh, win that game and secure number two because mm-hmm. I, I feel like Paige has dropped out of so. that conversation I think you're point. right yeah so we'll, we'll see I mean I, I still think Paige is the fourth fourth team out of that region but yeah. um, I mean you're you're talking about Columbia Central, despite getting beat thirty-five to nothing at home, it's just week three. Right. You can figure it out. It's only the third game you've played. This is not you didn't have the scrimmages. You didn't have the the opportunity to play other teams. You had to play a team like Summit in week three, and it's oh, it's can be tough. Just take this one, move on, mm-hmm. figure it out the rest of the way, and see if you can't do what they did last year and come back in the playoffs and, and, and go on a revenge tour. Absolutely. So there you go. There, there's plenty of options out there. But Summit does get the 35 to nothing win, yeah. uh, and they're definitely head and shoulders at this particular moment, mm-hmm. uh, the best team in that region. Speaking of the best, the best player this week um, – was a little bit of a toss-up. We we went back and forth on, on what to do. We, we had some options. We had options. Yeah. We did. And, uh, but this week's Covenant Technology Player of the Week goes to Calvin Wilson at Independence. It's okay. Five catches. Catches. 110 yards. Three touchdowns. Big night for, for him. And you see the... Incredible picture there by, by Brandy Holloway. Just it hopefully felt, that was after the third touchdown because that would have been yeah, fitting. It yeah. just felt like he was flying past defenses all night long. A, a great night for him. So congratulations to that young man. Um, again, the Kevin of Technology Player of the Week. Let's go ahead and give out a team of the week award. What do you say? All right. The Custom Stone Handlers uh, Team of the Week will go to the Zion Christian football team as they get a 36-0 win over uh, Memphis Nighthawks. Big win for them. Great job. Congratulations to those young men and uh, Coach Lowry over there and what he's done. So, And finally, our Scholar Athlete of the Week. Um, I think he's my new friend on Twitter. Uh, he just followed us on Twitter, but uh, I think those were completely unrelated developments, though. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. But um, I mean, this kid right here—he he, very good kid, s- smart, 
and uh, deserves everything that he gets and probably will end up playing at the next level uh, as a punter or kicker, and that is Brett Hughes over at Spring Hill High School. Congratulations to that young man as he is the Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Scholar Athlete of the Week. He handles all the kicking chores for Spring Hill. That's the punting, the placements, and the kickoffs. So he's um, taking care of business on the field and in the classroom. Congratulations. Absolutely. How much battery did we have, do you think? Uh, about four minutes. <laughs> Not enough oh, okay. to finish it, so. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> And that means it's time to go over our picks of last week. Um, again, all of our picks are brought to you by Jamie Davis Allstate. You're in good hands with Jamie Davis. For a free quote, call 615-392-1122. Make sure and tell her that Southern Middle Tennessee Sports sent you. And uh, let's see what we... Came up with because we had uh, identical picks mm -hmm. again, but this week almost as good as last week. Almost, almost, just a, a hair off as uh, each of us go four and one. Yeah, yeah. Um, we missed that Richmond Mount Pleasant game. Both of us did, and and it was a great ball game. Um, like I said, Mount Pleasant just made a few mistakes and. And Richmond was able to take advantage of them like good teams do. So, um, And on Saturday, I got a text from Nick Patterson. I told you to quit picking against us, he said. Well, there and you go. He, he was right. Shouldn't have. <coughs> but, again, like we said, it was a toss-up for both of us. Right. I went with the home team. And that's, you know, that's how it goes sometimes. And uh, great job by the Raiders to prove us wrong. Like I said, I think they're going to be a team to be reckoned with in that region throughout the rest of the year. So... Um, Absolutely. Uh, both of us picked Independence, Zion, Nolensville, and Summit correctly. So that moves us into week four, tied with a record of 13-4 and four each. So should be – that's not, it's not bad. For, for, it's not bad for three weeks in. Yeah. We'll see what comes out of this um, week four here, especially with um, a couple of um, – well, one, one particular change to the schedule yeah. with um, – the Giles cool. County Columbia mm -hmm. Central game. Um, Columbia Central will travel to Giles County on Friday night, just right. as an FYI. Um, you can find that. You can find that schedule. You can find all of our schedules: volleyball, soccer, golf, cross country, everything on our website sm-tnsports.com. Uh, you can make sure that you follow on friday nights on our twitter sm underscore tn sports that's instagram as well facebook uh we, we want you guys to make sure that you are getting all the information you possibly can about local sports in uh, southern middle tennessee uh, we appreciate the support we mm -hmm. want to to definitely give you guys a shout out for that thank you so much for uh this week from last Sunday to 
Sunday of Saturday of Sunday of this week. Mm-hmm. Monday to Monday Sunday. to Sunday. Yeah. Monday to Sunday last week was the biggest week in uh, traffic uh, in, in our site's history. Over ten thousand visits to the website. So thank you guys so much for what. Uh, what you guys have done to support us, and we appreciate it. It will only continue to get better from here. So thank you guys. Uh, Once again, follow us on social media. Visit sm-tnsports.com for all of your information, and we will see you guys on Thursday. Quick turnaround. Quick turnaround. We'll talk uh, high school football and uh, what happened at some volleyball and soccer matches uh, over the next two days. So once again, for Maurice Patton, I'm Chris Yao. This is... Sports Night, presented by Men of Tennessee, Bone & Joint.